Welcome to the Light Lounge. This is Thomas. I'm a lighting designer in New York City. Today I speak with Jenya Utsegova. We speak about lighting design, interior design, we talk about her business, we talk about her amazing hand drawings. We met in front of the Light Lab at Parsons, the new school for design in New York. Enjoy, guys. Welcome, everyone, to the Light Lounge. I'm sitting here today, actually, in New York at Parsons, like sort of the creative hub um, of New York and light interior and architecture with, and now I need to be careful because I probably get her name wrong. Maybe you say it yourself. So. I'm Genia Ujagova. Okay, Genia. Yes, it's, it's perfectly fine. Excellent. Um, so... Um, Jenya, you are uh, one of the one of the m main creative people in my sort of surrounding that I knew, oh and you are of course <laughs> sort of known for absolutely amazing hand drawings. And we will get to it later. But why don't you share a little bit where you're from? <coughs> how did you get in the in the, the creative uh, industry and your I, touch points uh, with yeah, lighting? I would say actually that I was born in the least creative industry, like atmosphere ever. So I feel like. For me, getting into this creative was some sort of uh, like overcoming something all the time. So, uh, I was born in, um, I was raised in Belarus in like tiny, tiny little city. Yeah. And uh, actually, my first, I got my first master degree in some in Russia, St. Petersburg, in construction engineering. So I was like very technical into mathematics, physics, like uh, wow. I, yeah. So I'm like. I always thought I about myself like the least creative, uh, not like the least creative person, but I was always like drawing and make made some doodles of my friends, whatever, but nothing like yeah. serious. So I, I, I yeah, yeah, I didn't go to art school because we didn't have money for this. So I was like, yeah. So is this is, <laughs> is <laughs> the <a> story? <laughs> so so I didn't know that you actually already have a master's degree, but the master's is actually more engineering heavy. It's absolutely it's like I had my master thesis in wind turbines. In what? Wind turbines. Oh, so wow. I, I had a project of wind power plant plant. Interesting. But honestly, I started to work make uh, uh, because I I came from a very very like small city in Belarus, like in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. I had to. Mm, and the reason I came to this university because I could, it's, it's so funny, honestly, because my sister was already studying there and uh, I could, I, uh, I I was supposed to leave Pusion campus, that's why I kind of <laughs> chosen it. But I mean, and also I was very technical. I, I, I attended some competitions in mathematics and yeah. like physics and things like that back, back, like back in school days, school days. And I was kind of always having my eye architecture design but I never thought I, because I never studied drawings I never studied art I wouldn't even it wouldn't be even an option to enter any university like this but honestly all for good I'm so happy <laughs> like I, for me it was really weird uh, way into the art creative yeah. thing, thing what is your bachelor what is your bachelor degree your first But it's uh, in construction engineering. Construction in, in engineering, and then you just continued straight away yeah, to yeah, the yeah. masters. And I, I even started PhD in this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I've been like, I've been there for half a year just. But it, I'm some, I'm so not bureaucratic, and PhD is all, all about like processes, processes, and, like, and having these yeah. essays and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's really weird. Crazy. So I was like almost a protester against the things, and I. I 
because I, I will always want to be an architect, if to be honest. And kind of getting into design field was more organic because I didn't have any education in architecture, in interior design. I basically started selling wallpapers and tiles in the store. It was my first job and oh, I was yeah. so excited I got it. <laughs> Because and I had a title, interior design, but I was basically consulting clients. It was a very shitty story, to be honest. So after you graduated from your no, master's? No, no, no. It was, it was, I was still involved in program when I was. I started to work at the age of 20. Okay. So, I mean, maybe that's why, because I started early, and that's why kind of I get there faster, maybe. And okay. so I was like, it was a shitty story, but my title... The job was interior design, and I was like so happy about it. Okay, so you already started working next to your masters or next to your studies yeah, in, yeah, the, in the yeah, sort of design field. Yeah, so basically, I'd, I didn't have any days off since I'm twenty, wow. since I was twenty years old. So yeah. yeah, that's how I that's how I that's how I sort of saw you all the time as well. So after, okay, so there are so many questions I have, so I'm I'm super excited. So, um, okay, I don't know where to start. Okay. <laughs> No, so yeah okay so when 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 did you make the call to move to new york mm, i mean i was already because i was moving step by step towards this like interior design so you know when i was in this store i had some tiny project it was like it was really horrible i mean the the i wasn't like you know no one, no one pays you just kind of happy to do anything like okay yeah. the, some client comes okay i need to choose this wallpapers and you just do this very stupid basic thing but you're so excited about so i was okay. like then i was in this selling furniture, kind of the very very low assistant job and i was step by step and because in, in, in russia i know how about like all the countries but in russia it's, there are so many about connections you know mm -hmm. people someone calls you okay maybe you can design this maybe you can help us with this and step by step you get like you get some apartment projects you get something else and at the like at the age uh, when I graduated from university, actually, like I never worked in my in my educational field a, a day. So and uh, yeah, I didn't work in as engineer. I didn't work in construction, okay. uh, anywhere like this. Does it influence your design uh, work my, today? Uh, honestly, it helped me a lot. It helped me every day in construction set. It helped me tremendously. Yeah. Even because like. Any, anyway, you're not selling the pictures, you're selling the yeah. final, people need to build it. And you kind of talk to people uh, on their language. And it's it's hard because being a female, honestly, in this yeah. field is really hard. Because yeah. when you come to construction sites, there are like 10 men and you have to like prove that you know something. And this construction yeah. education helps me every day, honestly. I'm so, and I'm so happy I follow this way. Yeah. Because uh, right, like right now, it like it really helpful. And uh, as for Parsons, actually, I didn't. I wasn't about to come here for masters. I just came for summer program, and it was oh, a kind of right. old old dream. Oh my god! Of course, New York, and I found this program. I don't know how, how old was I when I found the summer school. How old are you now? 20, if I may 21. Ask. 31, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you may ask anything you want. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just came here for summer school, and. Uh, 
it was such a boot. Did you take summer school here? Yeah, I had to. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, I would, I just came here. I wasn't about I wasn't about to go to masters, but it was such a boot camp, you know. It's a boot camp oh for sure. God. Yeah, and I was so in love finally my, because I'm I'm work nerd and like. I'm crazy workaholic, and I finally found the place. It's youths. Finally, <laughs> found found yeah. fi finally found the, the 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 place. It actually demands from me what I willing to give. You know. So for all for all our listeners who want to get into a boot camp, <laughs> into like in a crazy design uh, workaholic environment, uh, come to Parsons. It's uh, here. It's, you. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, mm -hmm. it, you. You can. Yeah. Like your ass off. And I think I, I think I did well in the summer school as they already like invited me. Okay, come study here. For, mm -hmm. I, I didn't even think about it because I didn't have money. It was and I, I just, I just started to work on for, for myself. Yeah. I, I maybe like one year before that I quit all the and, and jobs. But and what's fine, I think I never worked in interior design for anyone. So basically, I never worked in any interior design firm. Mm -hmm. I was just selling wallpapers and furniture. So you are you consider yourself an interior designer or in general a designer i mean architect. i i i consider myself as experience right now i consider myself experienced designer okay. you know it's a little bit beyond interior and yeah. it's something like because because i work in commercial spaces right now yeah. and there's everything about experience so i kind of don't want to limit myself with interior only because i do lighting for myself as well so it's just some so, so many things yeah and um, Maybe the thing that I never worked a day for anyone else as a in interior design firm. Yeah, it kind of it's maybe it's there is a good thing and bad thing because the good thing is just I think I wasn't influenced by anyone, if to be honest. Yeah. But the bad thing because I don't know how the design companies work, and I struggle every day, like you know, to building team and hire people and things like that. Okay, so when do you so for for everyone who's listening, so you you have your own business today with. Yes. How many? How many people? Six people, Six including pe me. Oh, we need more. We have so many projects. We have. We keep rejecting stuff. Yeah. But uh, it's it's mm. actually it's hard. It, for me, it's personally hard to delegate the creative process. I don't yeah. know. I feel I'm, I'm such a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 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 very fast. And actually, starting from boot camp and what I like and um, what I, what Parsons taught me. We just we just call it Parsons boot camp. Yeah, it's not summer school. It's Parsons yeah, boot, boot camp. camp. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and uh, you, you what good thing about it, you start to be very fast, yeah. really fast, and it's yeah. it's hard for people to catch up. Okay, but we're jumping from one thing to another. So basically, yes. Then I uh, after after the boot camp, I applied for in general terms, and after one year, I came I came to study architecture here. Okay, okay. Just for um, to understand, like sort of the 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 timeline. So when did you actually start working as like your own in as an interior designer? I don't remember honestly. Maybe two thousand twelve. So you had your. 2012 yeah yeah i wouldn't but i mean as a company started to f it's as a company it's quite new but what is I mean, the company called what's the name living now studio say it again living now okay living now studio okay yeah mm -hmm. and um it's because company is quite young i think it's, it's not true and i'm still trying to build as a company because yeah. it's i mean when you when you have so much work ongoing project it's so hard actually to stop and start to work on business parts and like organizing so basically we make money but 
it's such a chaotic process. Okay. It's really, yeah. How many projects do you do you oversee, or how many projects do you have right now, <laughs> ongoing? I mean, fifteen. At fifteen least. projects. Okay. I mean, maybe, but is there different stages? You know, in active design phase, there are like five, six. Some yeah. of them are just in the very initial, some of them in construction, because we also work with some corporate clients. So we have, like, we design a concept like a wine store, for example. Then we have to, and then we, we did, do, do a projects that are very copy-paste in a way. Yeah, it, and it's, it's really, I don't really involved in it because I have a great team that helps me. Yeah. So for some projects, I, I'm not even, like, I do some consultations yeah my team but then i'm not doing it so we get we got there already so it, it, i'm very happy yeah um in in your team six people including you what what kind of disciplines um, do you have covered i have uh two people who work uh two people who work in construction documents and uh, three people actually it's me one uh, uh girl she's a kind of not a project manager and mm -hmm. supply manager and one guy he, who's making renderings full okay. time and me so basically i'm the one who <laughs> brings creates. everything together yeah yeah not yeah but at least who creates like concepts and things yeah. like that and you bring in the lighting expertise i mean i do because i mean back home in my own in my home actually come help me very nice in one project mm -hmm. And we worked very Kama well. Kama is a friend of ours, and she's we, we amazing. Will, we yeah. will have her in the yeah. in the launch as well. But um, yeah, yeah, she helped. Yeah, she helped me, and she was amazing. And uh, uh, I I do lighting by myself as well, and basically because I kind of I I think I I think I'm quite good at it in a way. But of and honestly, in Russia there is not this kind of strong lighting uh, industry. Industry, yes, yeah. that's that's why. There are people who sell lights, yeah. but there are not that many people who design it. So. Pictures, okay. Yeah, yeah, so so it's really, and you know, and uh, because you you uh, work on a concept from beginning to end, from very initial ideas, you know it, you know it better. Yeah. And so, shall we talk about? I don't know. Like we didn't talk anything about creativity yet. We just talk about engineering and. Well, it's mathematics, mm. and but I mean, but when, for me, for, for me, honestly, the creative—I I never considered myself a creative person, if to be honest. Until maybe, sometimes, okay, am I? I I'm doing something right, but I feel 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 sometimes right now. Well, that's probably always the question, right? <sighs> that we always question ourselves. Yeah. What? How creative are we? Is this actually like something very new? Is this absolutely the leading edge of the mm -hmm. industry? Is this? Are we just? Have, have I seen something somewhere else and I just copy it? But uh, I mean, it's it's always something new. Yeah, that we create, yeah, yeah. Right? But you know, like I feel like right now I get to this point when we really create things from the zero ground. And uh, of yeah. course, like the right now, that era of Instagram, Pinterest, yeah. and I'm sad when I feel some kind of very blank references. So it, uh, so people take something from one project, put in their project. But I really feel like with design we always write a story i always start yeah. with a text you I'll always start with a text i'll always start with a story i always start with words and wow. when you have these words written so I, I i never present a picture as a picture you first tell a story like for example right now we're working in some 
restaurant in St. Petersburg. It's in Russia. And so I created a story like it, it's an Asian restaurant, for example. And I created a story that it would be like an old abandoned hotel, you know, like it was kind of wow. streaming. And right now it's yeah. starts being old and like abandoned, you know, and just when it was very like bohemian in a way. But right now it's like kind kind of granite or budapest like as a concept model yes and when you have this when you have this story i mean the story you tell everything comes in that comes together it's any you can, it can you can be inspired by your client you can be inspired by anything but by anything by the book you read but it should be always some sort of story especially in commercial interiors especially in restaurants how many how many i think that's super interesting how, so you do you use I assume you sit with a client together and mm -hmm. they sort of present a lot of sort of their their outlines and their guidelines and what what's important to no, them? Uh, yeah, you know sometimes they do sometimes they don't. I'm I'm happy when we work as a team, but sometimes and you know I had a, I had a, I had the project recently and guys came to me, oh my god, we want this great. They were they were, we did a Thai restaurant Thai cafe and they told us. Oh, one do this graffiti, one do this kind of crazy and noisy graffiti. And they were like yeah. young guys. And I, uh -huh. I talked with, with them once, twice. And oh my God, it's not you. You, should, you shouldn't do that. And in like, sometimes you really kind of help them to uh, frame their story, how they're going to present themselves. So, yeah. And I came up with a completely different concept. And it's so successful, honestly. Wow, super nice. And, and, and the thing is just because you... I really trust my intuition. I feel I feel like I'm a very intuitive person, but it's always makes sense. It's not like okay, I do it because I f because I feel this way. No, but yeah. you always feel this way, and it's for some reason. So yeah. it must be very spiritual, very ephemeral. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, very intuitive process. But it's always should be very first of all ground to side. Then you work. And basically, your client is not your client. Your client is a guest who should come to this place. Absolutely. So you're not designing anything for them. You design and design everything for the people who would come. Yeah. So sometimes when a client tells something, it's they they just do something yeah. that they like probably. But anyway, it's a project that should bring them money. And if you do in successful restaurants, it's also good for you. And no one complains. Yeah. So the story that you write is it? Do you have like sort of a can the story be, is it like a two-liner or do you have like, do you say, okay, I do like 500 words or is it usually, is it like a short story? What the story of each project mm -hmm. sort of should be or is it a longer one that you develop like a whole concept about it or around it? You know, it really depends. Sometimes you just, sometimes it can be even like not relevant to some, to some, to, you can be inspired by something, really something else. But uh, <laughs> You, you, you cannot frame, you cannot kind of frame yourself with this. It can be just, to, you, you should explain your project with one sentence. Is that how it makes, that how yeah. the success of the project yeah. should be, like you, you don't have to so use uh, pages to describe it. Well, if you can describe your project in one sentence, so it's it, it should it should be Perfect. this way. Yeah. yeah, it should be this way. For example, like, okay, we're doing a living room of, 50s inspired by Wes Anderson movies and that's it so it's one sentence and you have it have it all yeah so something like this and but it's also it always makes it always ground to the concept it always ground grounded to the some sort of like spiritual like spiritual 
emotional experience you give yeah. to the people. And I love doing small restaurants, honestly. I don't small like small restaurants. I don't like big spaces. And small restaurants they rule the world, not big. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it's not the not the world industry. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. There are there are a lot of there are a lot of interesting because in New York I only can I'm I'm compa I haven't been to St. Petersburg, but it's on mm -hmm. my list very high up. You're from Mm -hmm. St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. So um, um, in New York, the 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 space is of course very limited, and people need to come up with very creative ways how mm -hmm. to like have restaurants here and like even like super small ramen restaurants. Mm -hmm. Or I completely agree with you. Yeah, it's uh, these are the most usually the most interesting. Yeah, things, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the projects you have are they mainly in Russia or? I starting to have international, but just recently we had one project in Saudi Arabia. It's really nice, wow. and it's so amazing because as a client, as a girl uh, approached me in Russia, she was living there for a while, and she loved one of my projects I designed there. Uh -huh. So we're making her this project, like it's a coffee shop, but it's sort of like Russian style, but not Russian style, but it has a lot of references with Russian culture, but it's very like European. It's actually quite Brooklyn, <laughs> if, you, if I would describe it this way. But there are so many this like Russian touches yeah. and like Russian countryside, and it's yeah, it's really it's really nice. But there, there and now I'm doing I'm starting to do one in Azerbaijan right now. Yeah, it's wow. It's actually. We'll negotiate right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's gonna be really like, it's gonna be this one is gonna be fancy. <laughs> <laughs> what does what does that mean? It's like for like in Four Seasons Hotel, there are gonna be wow. a restaurant, some sort of like wow. uh, partly redesigned, but something exists. So is it is it um, is your design more high end or so? I've some I've seen some pictures of your projects and they look absolutely amazing. And it it's like it. <laughs> I can't really tell if the budgets are like very very huge or if it is if it is just like by your amazing creativity. We work with such a small budgets honestly. It's like wow. zero budget. I mean not zero but uh, I you know I, I'm not high end designer actually. I'm not I don't like high end and I like when it's I like when everything is very sm like smart. So I don't like when it's I I don't like there are some things that should cost money. So you yeah. cannot just uh, you cannot do something like I, I hate fake stuff. Yeah. So basically, if you have you know one of the reasons we made this kind of old hotel pro uh, concept for this uh, Asian restaurant because it was very small budget. So you kind of you always think within a budget. Yeah. So if yeah, so the f in the first meeting we ask client how much money you want to spend, and it's crucial. You cannot you cannot even make a first step without understanding like the budget you will work with. Yeah. And as for the high end, maybe because you know like I will. I'll start. I'm starting to work on some high-end projects, but you know the era of high-end is a little bit over. You know because the, there is a different notion of high-end places because there some there right now it's very much about materials. It shouldn't be like it shouldn't look luxury, but it should kind of feel timeless. Yeah. So for me, for me, high-end is not about it looks expensive. Yeah. It looks it's. It looks like solid in a way. I don't know, like you have a different detail, different material, like yeah. different quality of materials. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Interesting. <laughs> so um, I have I have um, a little bit more. I have like some technical questions. So 
you we so we spoke about a little bit about your um about your um workmates <clears throat> and you clearly can can hear we are in new york by the sound of the street mm -hmm. here next to us um what kind of it's a very technical one but what kind of software do you do you do you work with i've seen like amazing renderings this is probably like yeah but combination yeah we um, for, for renderings my uh, um employee use Julia Max and Corona Render so it's but I always work on Photoshop so yeah. I'm finishing them all the time because okay. like we can do because because we work very fast especially in commercial you don't have like month yeah for you don't have several months for a project so basically we're doing it fast you can we can design something in, in actually a week sometimes so yeah I have a deadline wow. tomorrow for a project <laughs> Oh my God! Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and the there is always a little bit the discussion about how to represent our ideas, how our crea how our creativity, and what how we imagine to be spaces. I've seen your renderings are most of the time pretty accurate already in terms yeah, of yeah yeah we do we do and you know the funny thing if I'd show you our final picture the all look like renderings but it's very strategic because you spend more time on renderings and then you, you, you don't double thing yeah so for us 90 percent of our projects are exactly how they showed up in renders wow and i mean because you have a very very short time of for construction and so i made i'm making all the decision during the, the on the go yeah you know i mean all my decision well, i made mm -hmm. before like during the 3d process and after that i'm not making any decisions wow so because you should you should limit yourself with like uh, with the time you, because you know there is no limit to perfection you can you can design a place in three four years and it still can be better yeah and it because we can we're doing commercial spaces and it's very and it, it's it's not an easy thing because of the time you can spend on it. I think that's a little bit the the the, the general notion for every designer is uh, what is it called? Um, perfection perfectionism is like the yeah. is the is the is the evil for getting things done. So it's like you always can spend more time on making something perfect. It never mm. will be, but it holds you back from actually submitting something. So okay, so you are. Um, you make in SD phase already very distinct decisions and then just sort of execute along the way. Yeah, yeah. So, we, w uh, mm. so you know, like, and we have this rendering as a contract with client as well. So it's done this this way because, like, s s there are some clients we have, they keep changing things and it's, like, so annoying because, you know, it just, because it's the, it's, it's the style they work. Yeah. So they all, but, you, but, you, I told you in the most cases we have like if I show you a picture rendering okay it's the same yes okay so but do they do you have moments where they have the the final product the final space and then the rendering and they say oh it looked different in the rendering than actually the final result or this doesn't happen to you you just no <laughs> it does no 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 really? but I have, uh, no no but I mean, the thing is I have some clients that I really they it is so honestly it's so funny so kind of unmature they they crazy about rendering they want every even like uh every ventilation uh, air duct they need everything to be there i mean 
we kind of ignore this because I don't we don't have time for this. But some some people are really they can go to the final uh, final project and keep comparing, and it's it's really funny because. Mm -hmm. But it's always better in real life. Yeah. It should be better in real life than in picture because you have material, you have lighting quality, yeah. and if it's worse, then you did something bad because it should really look better in real life. That's very interesting. I com I completely agree, but especially in the design industry and with any kind of awards, I always got the notion that when you have a jury that actually judges any kind of project, they mainly do it based on either photographs that have been taken after mm -hmm. it was realized. Um, and the photos, of course, are like touched up as well. And of yes. course they shouldn't be. So they there's like a lot to play with contrast and stuff like that. Mm. Or they or people sort of get sold on the idea based on renderings, but then the renderings capture only like the golden hour or yes, the absolutely. sunset hour. And of course these moments happen, but most of the time that's just like a, m a very small amount of tech. It's like a magic moment, but it's yeah. usually not as good as but the everyday life experience. Uh, but you know, like it's also again, the thing is just, you, you shouldn't experience place by the pictures because it's so easy right now. Look at this. Like it's so easy to, right now to make a n n very nice photographs. Yeah. You just choose, maybe you have like, three four moments in the whole project that are so nice and you just photograph them and oh this project is so nice but and especially right now we have this oh my god i and i really 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 utterly hate it let's design something instagrammable i mean what it, yeah it, it shouldn't be so like if the if this space is nice person will want to pose a picture and yeah. they, and th that's what happened to the entire restaurant as when they came with me with instagrammable concept Oh, let's do this painting on the wall. Everyone will photograph. And I'm not doing this. And we made just kind of this very rich green colors of walls. And oh my God, everyone. It looked beautiful. I saw this one. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And it's everywhere on Instagram, but it wasn't intentional. You just, you don't design from this. Yeah. I mean, even people ask it, but it shouldn't be like this. You shouldn't really have this in mind because it's, it's very, I don't know, it's, It, it will not last forever. We should it, and it's our goal to work with people' feelings of being in the space, not just looking at the picture. And actually, the, where lightings come in place, yeah, mm, li li about how people feel about the space. Actually, where lighting is the most crucial for me. And if something wrong, I'm an I'm a I'm a how do you call? I'm a sucker for lighting. Is it a word? You what? Like, how, oh, it's a bad word. <laughs> um, <laughs> not like, uh, okay, okay, I'm, cr I'm Th very... That's, the, that's, the, that's in general the beauty about this podcast and like the lighting industry, <laughs> that there are just so, it's around, all around the world and we are so connected that there are like these beautiful moments coming together of <laughs> different languages and cultures. What are you trying to say, yeah, Genia? So, so, yeah, so, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm really... Uh, I mean, also lighting nerd. I'm don't, I don't. I cannot say sometimes how to do the things, but it, you really feel something is wrong. Yeah. But and you always work with people feeling inside the space. So yeah. for me, for example, there are two things that are very uh, objective. So it's about the kind of comfort how you use within the space, and it's a lighting and. Everything else is a taste issue. So you yeah. can do whatever you want with color walls and with the furniture mm -hmm. style, but the lighting, it yeah, it it, it it can either help the space or it can just ruin everything. Yeah. How do you how do you do it? So you select 
fixtures yourself and you yeah. have like an idea about the about the lighting installation yeah, in the yeah, space yeah, from yeah, the beginning yeah. and then do you usually have like an on off solution or do you always implement dimming do you in do restaurant you we do dimming all the time yeah, yeah most of the time yeah. i mean just with little exceptions because you have to have this uh, scenario from day to night so yeah. it's and especially at night it should be like deemed to very dark space and and is it that's a very very lighting specific one so do you have like an automated system in the background that does it like sort of like uh, time we clock start or? we start to put it there but yeah. i mean because because it's not required by code in yeah. russia so that's why people usually try to save on it and they have this manual dimming but it's, it's really awful because the classic one yeah yeah because but it's really bad because some people forget to deem it to a certain level yeah, and yeah. and you know when i because i usually i all i often visit restaurants i design and i want to kill these people who would not it's do like this and they they really they really ruin in your concept everything the, yeah yeah and they just don't know what they're doing that's why i mean i think that in a couple of years we will have everyone will have automatic light because yeah. i think that's where the power of light actually becomes very apparent is when you sit in the restaurant and you have like the sun sets and outside it gets a little darker and then you have like a bartender or whoever is on charge he's like brrp, like dropping the whole scene and you are in the restaurant and you so are about to have your your spoon of soup and then like suddenly uh, whoa everything changes that, yeah yeah it okay. should be very very it should be very accurate yeah that's yeah that's why i think that's a that's actually i think in restaurants it's actually a must to have like some some automated system that uh, it, it's a must that you yeah. don't exactly that, that you don't have anyone just you don't have it. this human factor yeah involved <laughs> that, that, oh, that, no in russia everyone says oh it's a human factor i'm sorry <laughs> oh it's human factor and it's oh my yes. <laughs> so if there are mistakes it's, everyone says just you know like, i i, 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 I remember i had this contractor he was kind of he was in his mid age he was really grown up person and he was making such horrible mistakes i don't know with with drawings or whatever he was doing and he was like oh i'm sorry it's a human factor <laughs> just like <laughs> about himself <laughs> yeah just like this so horrible mistake he made <laughs> Uh, and it's so comfortable to use this. You just, you are one month delay with a project. Oh, it's a human factor. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. So um, maybe we are we are at a good we're at a good time right now. Do you have any like large recommendations? So your business is six people. Um, I will put the um, I will put your Instagram account, and we did not talk about the drawings yet, but we definitely have to do. So we will I will put all your information, how people can reach you, sort of in in the show notes, and we will say it at the end um, again. Uh, we have to speak briefly, okay. speak about the drawings, the hand okay. drawings that um you are so incredibly amazing at so oh, that's yeah. a little bit is it is it actually detached or is it like a sort of your side passion that you have for these hand drawings uh you know the thing i really discovered once ago i wasn't it actually at, at personally uh, representation analysis class we had this first class when the teacher told us if, if you just want to study want to know how to sketch just sketch and you know and i started from that I had this sort of like um, 
daily sketch challenge with myself. Oh, she started with Karma, to be honest, but she dropped out so quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I had to draw. And you know, the thing is, I learned from this experience, I just started to draw every day and drew it on daily basis. Yeah. And uh, just, it can be a couple of hours, but it can be five minutes or 10 minutes. Yeah. And uh, you should really do it every, every day because if you missed one day, you're just so behind already. And uh, I think I feel like I all you know what I also I also found my uh, medium. I really like this micro pants. So and because uh, I told you I'm a control freak, and <laughs> this pen gives you so much control on the how like on the line you have. It's not like a it's not like a charcoal. It's not like yeah. a watercolor. It's you need to be very precise. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. Every little and bit. You know, I was and 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 also you should really find the subject you like to draw. And I. I f Figure out. I like to draw trash can, trash cans. Trash cans. Yeah, and next, mm -hmm. and it's like trash on the streets and something messy. And I'm not about plants, not about animals, not about anything. But I really about this. And I what I really about in New York that has a sort of like collage aspect to it. So yeah. there are so many things going on, one thing on top of another. And I'm really. I think I'm inspired by this kind of messy, messy environment. So, and sometimes when people say, "Okay, I don't like, I don't, I don't have this," I know, I, I cannot draw. I just at some point I could not not to draw. Yeah. And I was taking so much hours from my sleep. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't work that much back back then. If to be, let's face it, right now it's so hard to find time. Yeah. And uh, but you, st you you can find time. You can have half an hour a day. You know, just put away your Instagram and yeah. do things like this. Um, I think the 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 sketches and the drawings are so so rich and so full of depth. And of course, lighting plays a deep role as well. And I think by drawing actually the spaces and the environments and cities and people and trash cans you really get a very deep understanding about lighting, right? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I started to draw shadows only maybe after like half a year or maybe like three, four months after I, st after I started these dra line drawings. It actually changed change everything. When you really start to draw with the notion of shadows, the depths, you add some more black, black space and you, and, but you know, and another thing I started to draw without any, underlay pencil just go straight with something you cannot really erase and yeah. it helps you to like it helps you to fix uh, mistakes and i remember i was drawing these bricks in a subway car and it it helps your hand to be very like mm, how, how to get not strong but uh, precise because when you're in this uh, shaking, shaking yeah. car and you still have a straight line you have to go it's really it's really good a good exercise and um it's for the, and you know right now I I when I come back to New York this time I was so bad with it but I I I, I honestly started this again this like drawing challenge but I made like a couple of sketches but I started to but I decided to go a different direction so instead of just drawing what I see I also also made a research about the things and it was so funny I recently was drawing a I was drawing a sketching in uh, some old fire station and I came to talk to the fireman and I was so excited about this drawing. Oh my God. And I, I promised to give them postcard. I have to do it eventually. Yeah. And they were so excited. They told me, told me everything about this fire station. And it's for me, it was kind of a tool not to just look at something and see the physicality, but 
also like to understand. to understand what's behind it, and it's yeah. it's 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 really it's really a great tool to study the city. Yeah, I just had I just hope we had less assignments <laughs> for sc- for studio <laughs> for school. So everyone who wants to get a deeper um, view on New York City and all probably much more um, impressions of uh, Russia and St. Petersburg and how Jenya sees the world and re- represents that. Um, check out her Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to say the, n- the name? It's my, Jenya Uzegova, it's my name basically. Okay, yeah. perfect. I put this um, in the in the show notes and I will um, of course put any kind of links. So the last part is um, a little bit about recommendations. Do you have any any anything that inspires you? Any books? Any artists? Mm-hmm. Um, any other interior designer? You said you're pretty much independent and you never sort of learn from anyone, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but of course, like, of course there are some designers I really like, but for me the, there are two main things I would like to advise. Don't get in, like, I mean, it's not to get inspired by some interior designers, but there are so many things around to be inspired. So read books not not connected to design, to architecture. Maybe there are so many classical literature that you can get something from it. And I get so inspired from movies, from art, because there are so, so many beautiful car- color palettes you can actually get from a painting. So for me, it's really about like, and I and I just start to get there recently because you know of, of course like when before you need to design something go to Pinterest and you type it in like okay loft bar whatever and you just <laughs> have so many images but it it doesn't it will not get you any, anywhere for me it's the strong like the the most amazing part how can you be how can you be inspired with something with some something else with some story because some sometimes you can read something in a book and you can okay it's gonna be a night and can be a nice design story and you know I, right now i'm always aware of those things so anywhere i see anything i see somewhere like something on the building facade, some something, even some story I hear is always uh, you kind of always save it for a future projects. Even have some kind of archive in your head <laughs> when you re- yeah. the one you c- yeah you refer yeah yeah point. yeah. And how often it already happened where I made like a screenshot or a photograph of something or a sort of a memory, and I thought, okay, where did I see this? Damn it, yeah, yeah. Idea. But you yeah. know, you don't ha- don't photograph anything because you will because there are, there are now there are so many things that. Uh, in your phone, yeah. I made so many pictures, but I never look back at them. <laughs> so, and in this case, that's drawing true. is yeah, so much better. True. When you yeah. draw something, yeah. it actually you it helps. It helps you to really understand not only how it looks, but how it came together. Why sometimes why was it uh, made like this? Because when you draw, I mean, it's always like this. And you know, also for school, when we have the site analysis thing, I don't do any pictures because it takes you from being present in, in this moment, moment yeah. yes and it's so basic kind of everyone knows it but not well, that many people follow this rule just take the talk take your phone away it's just distractor yeah what do you think Jenya, thank you so much for this conversation um good luck for your for your deadline tomorrow <laughs> oh, one thanks. of your amazing projects and um yeah as long as you're in new york uh, we will definitely see each other again yeah, if you come here, I'm here a lot of yeah, most <laughs> of the time. In the second longer yeah. boot camp. Yeah, okay. thank you very much. Thank it you. was my pleasure. That was the conversation I had with Jenya. 
If you want to reach her, I put her contact details and her Instagram. You should definitely check out her amazing hand drawings. I'm definitely not kidding. You have to see this. It's incredible what she's doing with a pen and her hands and just lines and how what she's creating. If you want to say hi and contact me, give feedback or inspiration, it would mean the world to me. You can find me on Instagram, Thomas underscore Mnich. I put it in the show notes as well. I'm sure you find me. Um, yeah, let me know if uh, you have ideas, recommendations, who I speak, who I should speak to. And guys, as always, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy, and I speak to you in one of the next episodes. I'm very excited. Stay tuned. Stay awesome, as we say in New York. Bye, guys.